0: Right, welcome to another podcast edition of White Collar Crimes. I am the host, Ryan Horn. So glad to be back after a week off. Hope you all have had a nice Easter if you celebrate. You know, we had a great getaway, wife and I did, going to visit friends in South Dakota, visit a friend and fellow voice actor. Actually, we graduated from the same program together back in the day, and it was good to see him and catch up. and weather was quite different than where I'm at you know as I said around here we've had a lot of snow I mean rain and wind and storms and up there just a lot of snow in fact it did have snow on the ground which seemed kind of weird for me to see that first part of April and seeing snow on the ground but that was the weather there but nonetheless it was a uh, very good nice getaway chance to visit some friends and uh certainly had a great time and Missed doing this podcast though and glad to be back at in action here getting the word out about crimes and scams and crimes of the elite so glad to be able to shine the light on that and that's what we're going to do on this episode it is going to cover the case of Steve Commissar the clothesline con artist and those of you that are my age, Gen X and older may remember this scam. I remembered the scam. I didn't know who was behind it till doing some research to get ready for this episode. But he was the con artist that pulled off the scam of a simple but yet memorable one in the 1980s. And more on that in just a second. But Mr. Commissar grew up in an upscale, well-to-do Jewish family in Beverly Hills, California. And in the 1980s, he got the concept together for a, quote, solar-powered clothes dryer. And sounds pretty fancy, and this is the 80s when technology was, you know, looking back on it now, 80s technology looks pretty uh, pretty primitive, but at the time, any area you live in, you're at the pinnacle of technology, so at the time, technology was kind of becoming a thing, really. Computers were starting to come around, and you had... TV, satellite, a lot of different things like that that were coming around. So people were interested in technological things at this time, beginning to get interested in it. And he started advertising in national magazines for this, quote, solar-powered clothes dryer for the low price of $49.95, which in the 1980s, we're looking probably about mid-1980s here, that uh, would probably be... I would guess probably about $150, $200 now, something like that in that neighborhood. But uh, that's what he advertised to get takers. And people did want to find ways to save on their uh, drying clothes and things of that sort. People began to get more environmentally conscious maybe at this time and decided they wanted to help in that regard. So they purchased this po- uh, sorry, solar-powered clothes dryer And only to find when it got delivered, it was a standard clothesline. I guess he thinks he's not lying. You get your solar-powered clothes dryer. If you hang them out in the sun on this clothesline, they will dry. So I guess he thought he was not lying. And that was the scam that people pulled off, or that he pulled off and victimized people with. Very simple prospect, or concept I should say, that made him at least originally probably a little bit of money it kind of reminded me although this was not a scam but some of you my age and older might remember Gary Dahl the man that initially developed the pet rock that you could buy back in the 70s it was just it was just that a little rock that came I think with some little straw or hay and it was a supposedly a concept he designed when being out with friends he would hear them complain about having to maybe go home and feed their pets, take them out to use the bathroom. It's, there's a lot of care in pets. You, most of you, I'm sure, have them. Yeah. As I mentioned on here, my wife and I have three dogs and two cats, so there's certainly a lot of uh, care I know that go into them. I've had fish, birds, you name them in my lifetime. And there are pets, there's a lot of care that goes with that. And when you're gone for a while, thankfully, we were able to leave our pets with my mom who cares very well for them. But some people have to leave them in kennels, Sometimes you're just not able to go away. I know when I look back over the last 20 years or so, a lot of places I probably could have have gone, a lot further trips, things like that than I have, but pets have kept me from doing that. Now, I wouldn't have any other way. I love my animals, and I'd rather stay home and spend time with them than just about anything, so no complaints here, but he did hear people complain about that a lot, so he got the idea the concept of just a rock as a pet because a rock doesn't require any maintenance or any care and he initially started that up as a joke but in the end he sold over one million of these for about four dollars each and became a millionaire in the 1970s which would really be big money now if he made a million dollars then it'd probably be equivalent to probably eight or ten million dollars now again i'm just taking a guess but it'd certainly be more than just a million dollars but he became a millionaire off a simple joke concept like that now the difference between him Mr. Commissar, though, is his was not done by deception. His was done as a joke. People knew what they were doing, were buying it just as a novelty, so to speak, and that's what they were getting. Mr. Commissar sold this concept that people were going to get really something high-tech, and in the end, they got a clothesline. I wish I could remember who the person was on the scam as well around this time, because this was a lot of times, I can remember in comic books, you'd see a lot of scams like this when I was a kid, and this is where probably he and others like this advertised. But I can remember one, and it was on the, I think on 2020, or one one of these shows exposed it where somebody had a similar type of thing where they advertised some type of high-tech pest control thing or something. And then when people got it in the mail, it was just a rolled-up newspaper that they could, I guess, swat the flies with. So they think by being very wordy and deceptive that they can... Pull this off and it still be legal, but it was not as he would find out later. But this was also just one of many scams that he would run over the years and also rack up multiple convictions over the years for these scams. In fact, Mr. Commissar spent 30 months in prison for scamming investors on a fake TV quiz show that was supposed to star the QB New York Jets QB legend Joe Namath. Now, Joe's still on TV all the time now. Uh, I see him a lot on the True Crime Network. He advertises for these social security things and services. So Joe's still doing pretty well for himself now. Certainly a notable, and notable name and face over the years. I know very popular with my mom's generation. You know, he's Broadway Joe. But uh, this never happened, but Mr. Commissar took the money from his investors that invested thinking they were honestly going to invest in a future game show here featuring a pretty marketable name then and even now really. And later in his fraud career, he began to use the alias Brett Champion. And he posed as a reformed man, he's out of prison who is now crusading to right all of his wrongs, and he becomes a fraud consultant and quote fraud prevention expert. He would go on about the talk show circuit and promote his new book, America's Guide to fraud prevention however this work was also shown to be fraudulent i guess that saying goes a leopard does not change his spots and he continued to pull various other scams during this time including the book itself now a lot of them do try to do this and some of them have some fraudsters that i've seen Read stories on that they have been able to actually, at least for the moment, reform themselves, and they have used some of this good to help corporations and businesses try to spot fraud and deception and look for the tricks because these guys, let's face it, they're the experts, they're the ones that do it. Some of them legitimately do that, but not all of them do. And we'll talk about in a little bit another example of somebody who tried this approach or uh, PR move after getting out of prison. It's on a case that we covered on this uh, podcast earlier, or I should say last year. Now, it led to him being prohibited from using this alias or calling himself a, quote, fraud expert, which, let's face it, in the United States today and in, in this world now, especially with the Internet, you can pretty much build yourself and your profile up to whatever you want it to be. You can be, as a friend of mine and I call it, an online superstar. You can really make yourself into whatever you want. Now, when he pulled off a lot of these scams with the clothesline and things like that, this is really the days before the Internet, so maybe it was a little easier for him to get away with it because people couldn't do their homework like they can now on something like that. But nonetheless, he did manage to pull off a lot of scams including the scam of trying to make himself as somebody who was there to help you prevent scams and detect scams but like I said it led to him being prohibited from using this alias or trying to proclaim himself as a fraud expert and this book is now on display by the association of fraud examiners as a certified piece of fraud history so if you're into fraud history something you might want to check out but this book is not one to buy if you want to learn something because apparently it was just another one of Commissar's scams. Now, this and other frauds, finally, though, he had some short sentences up until this point, but they finally caught up to him, and this led him to finally being sentenced to 15 years in federal prison for various different scams that he pulled. And in 2015 in prison, when he is getting ready to get out, he called upon his friend director steven spielberg to kind of throw him a lifeline when he is going soon to be released and help him get going again and that was something else i found out about steve commissar during this podcast or researching for this podcast apparently he was an actor or entertainer i was not familiar with him hadn't seen anything he was in and from what i could gather and was looking into it he's mainly a Bit player, small role kind of guy, but he's had you know he had connections to the business nonetheless, and he's had uh, some experience in the industry, and he had a social media presence and things like that. More on that in a second, but he apparently was at least friends with Steven Spielberg, and I guess if you are in the entertainment industry, you do need somebody to throw you a lifeline. Spielberg's probably one that can do it. Been a prominent director in this country for forty-five plus years, probably. Uh, I think going back to probably the time of Jaws in the 70s and things in some of the movies like that. So somebody that can certainly help you. And it's he wouldn't be the first actor to get help when he got out of prison. We did the podcast a while back last year on Wesley Snipes and his trouble with the IRS. And I can remember not long after he got out of prison, Sylvester Stallone got him a role. I think it was in the Expendables 3 movie, kind of help him get on his feet and get going because they were friends, been in some movies together before, and uh, that's good of him. It's good to take care of your friends. I don't think it's bad of Spielberg or anyone else to help somebody they know when they get out of prison, but I don't know if I were Spielberg, I'd be tying myself and my reputation to this guy, but nonetheless, uh, apparently they were friends and he felt confident that Spielberg could... As I said, throw him a lifeline when he got out and help him get some work and get back on his feet and get going. Apparently, he had worked in the entertainment industry, and that's what he desired to do even more. Although, I'd say most of his career, if you really were to look at his resume, would have to probably fall under that of a fraud artist. That would be his main occupation rather than a performing artist. Now, Commissar, he's presented himself on Tumblr and some other sites. Uh, He promotes himself, as I said, as an actor. Has developed, from what I saw, at least a decent uh, social media following. Uh, About 153,000 followers or 163,000 followers on his Facebook page. I believe he had a decent presence on Twitter as well. And he'd gotten a little bit of work, although he said that that was not really getting that much and he wanted to focus on reform and righting his wrongs and crusading to help fight fraud. So he said he was going to kind of put his acting career, quote unquote, on hold while he pursued these interests in trying to right the wrongs of his past. If he truly wants to do that, more power to him. But I would hold off a while before I would declare that we're safe on that being his past history. After all, he's been busted doing more frauds while he was crusading as a uh, anti-fraudster or a, an expert to help you detect fraud and things like that. So I would be a little hesitant to see, but who knows if he has learned his lesson after being that in prison that long, maybe that did wake him up. Only time will tell, but he's supposedly putting his acting career on hold, which, again, prior to... Researching for this podcast, I wasn't aware of anything he had done or seen. I, I was aware of the scam. I even remember it back when I was a kid when it came out, and and it, some of the other ones similar, like the one I mentioned with the newspaper for the bug and pest control. But uh, nonetheless, he had had a career, and he hoped it would go. But I would say probably a lot of reputable hollywood people including spielberg i don't know that he's hired him for anything that i can see and probably most of the other ones are probably going to want to keep their distance from him after he's been all over tv campaigning as an anti-fraud crusader only to be found out to be a massive fraud himself who's done a couple of prison stints already i mean we mentioned one that was 30 months this one 15 years who knows what can happen again he's got time out there to commit another one so who knows and maybe he will get back into the entertainment industry that's the thing about social media and the internet now anybody at any time literally can just about become a star just to be in the right place at the right time I'm sure you've all seen what's considered a quote, quote unquote influencer now is in my opinion sometimes a joke in years and decades past when you had to get by more on your talent a lot of them certainly would not make it in this industry but Since you don't need talent necessarily to make it in the industry today, maybe he will be able to make it. Now, again, to try to do some good, I don't know if it's just a a fraud to make himself look good or if he really legitimately means it. If he does, more power to him. But supposedly earlier this year, he recently donated some VIP tickets for four needy folks to go see The Lion King on Broadway. Apparently, that's still going. Lion King's been one of the longest running shows they've had on Broadway, apparently. And... He was nice enough to donate some good seats to four needy folks who probably would not be able to see this show otherwise. If he really meant that, no strings attached, kudos to him. Again, we hope he's learned his lesson from his fraud, but I would not let my guard down just yet, but we'll see only in time. And as I said before, he said he is going to take a little bit of time away from acting and redeem himself. Now, again, I'm hesitant because if you remember a while back last year, we did the podcast on Barry Minko. This was actually July of 2022. He's the one that had the carpet cleaning business as a young kid running out of his garage and then built it into an empire. The only problem was he was scamming people out of money and jobs that weren't existing. He didn't have the proper certifications to do these things. He would take money from folks and never perform the duties, on and on, went to prison, got out, supposedly became a born-again Christian in prison, became a pastor when he got out, and also was being uh, employed as a fraud expert and someone to detect, recognize fraud, only to find out that he was embezzling from the megachurch that he pastored while posing not only as a pastor but as a fraud reformer even played himself in in a movie about him. I can't recall the name of the movie off the top of my head, but Mark Hamill, the actor, is in it and plays his father, and he has a cameo in it playing himself. And uh, same thing that uh, Commissar's done here. He's out campaigning as a guy who recognizes fraud, can help you see it, and knows all the tricks of the trades, and he's going to use it for good. But as I said, Mencow was not doing it either. And he was going back in time. I mean, going back in time, you can hear this episode, July 19th of 2022, I believe, is when we aired this. And he was defrauding massive amounts of money from people in his church and embezzling it. Some had donated for missionary work and other causes that they hope to help needy people overseas, only to find out it went into his pocket. So, again, you got to be careful. As I said, a leopard doesn't always change their spots. And these are two prime examples. They still tried to defraud and steal and embezzle from people while posing as uh guys trying to clean up their act and help other people stop these types of crimes so you got to be careful folks some of them just don't change their tune and they just never do get their act together and these two both are still out there and young enough maybe they could turn it around but who knows we'll keep an eye if these two do ever pop up again in a fraud case we will certainly cover it on this uh show on this podcast Well, as I said, it's good to be back with you all. Looking forward to getting with you all again next week. Uh, As I've always said, I've got an episode coming up, a little bit of a delay again. Unfortunately, I apologize. Trying to get together with the uh, pastor and theologian to talk about uh, white-collar crime as a seven deadly sin, as the dangers of greed. We've been trying to hook up and get together just not too long ago before this this broadcast is being recorded we had plans to record that one and some things on both of our ends changed that so uh, hopefully we will be getting that one together soon Um, as I've always said if you want to be on this uh, podcast as he is and others have been you can certainly email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com message me on the Spotify for podcasters page that we're on please like our Facebook page White Collar Crimes share it and help us spread the word and follow it for updates on this show and other upcoming episodes that we have if you need voiceover work check out my website ryan-horn.com uh, as i said i've got the audiobook getting ready to come out you can check it out on cherry hills publishing's website they have a page on the coming attractions this is one i've narrated on the famous hollywood director howard hawks should be out in any time so as i've always said pay attention for announcements on that got another one coming out with beacon Audiobooks and just started recording another one right now for cherry hills so looking forward to getting those out so please check those out and i appreciate your support but i appreciate your support in tuning in and listening to this podcast each week you know tell your friends and family about us and watch out for your friends and family because every week we show you an example why you should there are scams out there constantly and people out there that are predatory and just waiting to victimize your friends and family especially the elderly those are always oftentimes not always but almost always the most victimized ones in these types of cases so definitely be sure to look out for your elderly friends and family in these cases because they are the ones that are going to need you to look out for them the most and as always adopt your best friend at your local pet shelter support them financially donate your time if you can donate whatever to help they will certainly appreciate it and be sure to adopt your next best friend from there because you will not regret it. We've got five from there, and we don't regret one of them. We've been very blessed by them all. So, yes, we thank you for tuning in. Look forward to seeing you here next week. Take care, and God bless everybody.